And here are the Dolphins setting up in victory formation. 37 seconds to go. Thompson takes a knee, and it is over. The Houston Texans lose to the Dolphins down 30 to nothing. They make a 15 nothing run, but ultimately fall 30 to 15 and see their record drop to 1-9-1 with the Cleveland Browns coming to NRG Stadium next week. A bit of tippers pushing there. There's Young and Green. Here's, a, here's the thing. Atlanta was just taunting and doing a lot of extracurricular. That'll do it. One more shot here for Griffin. And the Rockets, who let a 10-point lead slip away, and then ended up finding themselves down by as many as 16 points. Rally back to beat the Hawks here tonight. As you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. Episode 67. Oh my God. Episode 67. I almost slipped up right there. But we are the Beltway Boys. I am Austin. As always, I got to do the spiel. I'm here with the one and only, the talented, the beautiful, you know, Walker. What is going on? It's been about a week, I think, or a week and a half. Mm, How was your your Thanksgiving, man? Oh, man. Oh, bro. Thanksgiving. I forgot all about Thanksgiving. Uh, man, so I was supposed to go to my aunt's house on the north side, and, uh, you know, my family usually will go, like, to, like, my mom has a lot of sisters, so it would kind of rotate between who I'll still go to each year. Um, so this year we're supposed to go to the north side, and, uh, it was like a freaking, a freaking tornado warning on the way, and, like, yeah. Like, the whole time I was driving, I'm like, bro, something in my spirit just wasn't right. <laughs> like, you know, you you know you get those those feelings. And I was just like, man, something telling me not to not to go. Like, it's raining right now. We're about to leave, and it be flooding. It's been raining all day. So I get on the road, and I'm driving. And it's kind of raining, like, still, like, moderately. Not nothing crazy, but... I'm just driving, and the whole time I'm driving, I'm like, man, I, I don't think I'm supposed to be going over here, <laughs> you know? I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't know. I think I, in my in my head, I like, I'm thinking I'm about to turn back, and so I'm like, I think I'm about to, like, I think I'm gonna go back to my girl. I, I think I'm about to turn around. What you think? She was like, I mean, if you want to, you know, like it's whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'm just, I just keep driving, and. uh like streets are kind of starting to flood a little bit. It's still kind of mm. really regular rain, but like when it rains all day in Houston, bro, you know it's gonna start flooding somewhere. Like it, it ain't it ain't just you know that it's raining. It's just like if it don't stop for too long, it'll start flooding. So I'm like, man, if I get stuck out there, I don't know like the ways to get home. Like I don't know the certain route. I know routes on my side of town to get home, but 
you know, I'm like, I don't know certain routes if I'm if I'm out there. So uh, we driving and it's like not so bad. So I'm like, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just take it slow. I'm thinking about people coming home, gonna be drunk while it's raining too. Like, so as we're driving, I see a, <laughs> I see a freaking uh like ambulance or fire truck on the side of the road, like, now and the car is like on our side of the road facing us, you know. So I'm mm. guessing they had gotten to a wreck, but the car was fine. I guess they probably have tried to avoid somebody and ended up uh, on the side of the road, but. So I'm like, yep, that was a sign. <laughs> that was a sign. So I got to the light and I just turned around. And then when I turned around, it started, the rain kind of started picking up. And I'm like, God dang. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, kind of good. You know, I'm like, that's kind of good. You know, we turned it around. And, you know, my mom, she, my mom was like, make sure y'all leave early because it's supposed to rain. And I left early, but it was still raining. So on the way back, we listening to the radio. I'm driving super slow. Um, rain is it's raining harder. It's like windy more, and freaking. I'm listening to ninety seven nine, and then it's almost like, we have an emergency toward tornado warning for you know certain counties and uh, I think it was like Brazoria, um, like Harris County, Southeast Harris County, kind of where I stayed. Our Manville, it was like they were like so a funnel has touched down there, Manville, and Manville's like uh. It's down by 288. I'm kind of more closer to 45 right now. So it's down by 288. So I'm like, F. So I'm driving and it's it's picking up. Like it's it's raining so hard, you can barely mm. see outside. <laughs> so I'm like, F this, bro. I'm just trying to get home at this point. So I said all that to say, man, we we ended up just going back home and uh, we ended up going to my girlfriend's parents. They had a little uh little chill. Thanksgiving dinner. It wasn't like how mine was gonna be, but it was just a little chill one. Um, yeah. So that's that's what ended up happening. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, not like not like if it would have been at my my family's, but yeah. What about you, man? How 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 to turn out? <laughs> yeah, same man. I mean, it, I kind of had it was a small get together. I went to my wife's uh, family's house, her mom's. And we just had Thanksgiving. It was probably maybe six or seven of us, maybe eight. Um, See, it wasn't even that many of us. Yeah. So um, I was going to go to my mom's, but then I ended up going to my girls, getting good food. You know, I think I made the right choice. <laughs> uh, but uh, I came back the very next day just to, like, work and then <clears throat> just wanted to skip traffic, I guess. But it was good. It was short-lived. Like, I was telling one of my coworkers that today, like, man, I wish, I wish this Thanksgiving break was longer. And I feel like for some people, like my wife, who's a teacher or mm -hmm. other people, like, you know, they really had a break. It really felt like Thanksgiving for them. So, but it was good. Yeah. I'm thankful. Good food, good people around me. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. And that's the thing too. Like I really, I'm not really a big Thanksgiving food person. So, mm. um, yeah, that's I, I never really been into Thanksgiving food, so I don't feel like I was super missing out. I know some people, um, they're big on Thanksgiving food, so I'd probably be a little upset, but I wasn't really tripping on it. Nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, well, well, you were saying it rains. Well, I feel like in Houston sports, or at least for the Texans at least, I feel like when it rains, it pours, God damn Because these last <laughs> two, two games – 
they first they lost to the Commanders. It was kind of it was that was really bad. Yeah, like, that was really bad. I don't even remember the score, but I just know it was not close. It, it was, was not, like twenty zero at half or something like that. Yeah, and I think they might have had thirty yards, or that might have been. I think they might have six or something. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't I think a it might have been six. Ugh. And then this week they play. <laughs> I can't even remember who they freaking played. Dolphins, and it wasn't good. You know, I think. <laughs> By uh, the third quarter, they had their second <laughs> stringers in, you know, versus yeah. um, Kyle Allen was starting. You know, it's just a lot of stuff. So let's kind of just catch up on that. Uh, first, what were your kind of takeaways these last two games? It's kind of the same old, same old, ain't it? Yeah, same old. It's just getting dominated physically, schematically, um, outclassed. Um, just, just, just don't have. We don't have the talent or the the scheme to compete, um, and it's and it's showing. And I also think they don't. I also think they're giving up on on Lovey in a sense too. Um, I don't think they they they're really trying for him anymore. Um, did you see the Brandon Cooks quote about like? When did you know you were outmatched? <laughs> And he said, as soon as what he said, like as soon as the first, uh, ball was snapped or something like that, as soon as we went out, we went out for the game or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's just all bad right now. It's all bad. And then they benched Mills, and people like maybe were expecting a better, you know, product, and it seemed like it was kind of the same thing. Were you kind of mm-hmm. on board with Mills getting benched when he did and? Uh, just kind of how do you feel about that? Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I was on, I'm on board just for like trying something different, you know, to see if yeah. it was Mills or if it was more so the play calling or, you know, what's, what's the deal. Um, and, but I think Mills and Kyle Allen are basically the same QB anyway. So, um, it was. I'm. I'm glad they did it. Just. Just so it. You get some. Some different levels of like. Okay. Well, I think they will go back to Mills eventually. But it's like let's make sure that. It's not you know not Mills and it's the scheme and, you know it seems like it's the same issues with or without Mills. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you still allow Kyle. You know, let's still evaluate and allow Kyle and the play. To see, I mean, but if if not, it's just like whatever at this point. Like, um, you know, I think the writing's on the wall, and you need to see. I guess you need to see if they can at least be a good quality backup at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, I, I I agree with you. I I was okay with the move because at the time it just wasn't working. Um, but like you said, I think it's apparent now that it's it's not just Mills. It's it's the old line, you know, it's yeah. the offense. It's, you know, the play calling. It's just not good enough. It's not good enough. And it doesn't matter who you put back there. It's, it's the product is what it's going to be and what it has been this season. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't think Mills is the guy for Houston. I think he could be a good QB somewhere else. Maybe mm-hmm. he could be, maybe he could be our backup, but 
Um, I just feel like Bryce Young's the answer. And by this time next year, they better have it figured out. That center position, the other guard position, and play calling. Um, the next topic we're about to get into, I'll hold off, but it's just not good enough. And um, I think big changes need to come. That's what I will mm-hmm. say. So I guess segue into that, you know, you talked about the players kind of giving up on Lovey Smith, seeming that way, at least. Um, do you think he makes it to the end of the year? And if he makes it to the end of the year, do you think he is the coach next year? I think he makes it to the end of the year. Yeah, I think he I think he'll make it to the end of the year. Um if he's the coach next year is a is a good question. And it's a question that that has to be like figured out, especially if you're going to take Bryce Young. He can't that's the thing. He, he I don't think he can be the coach if you draft Bryce Young. That's 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 how I feel. I think Agreed. If if you take Bryce Young, he needs to have somebody who's gonna maximize his talents, um, and offensive talents, and 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 not be so because Lovey Smith is is setting his ways of conservative football. Like, don't turn it over, run the ball, play good defense. He's setting that. So, um, I don't think if if you go the Bryce route, that you can keep Lovey Smith. If they ended up not taking Bryce and, and trading down and getting Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, I think you can still be like, okay, we're gonna stick with Lovey this year. Um, but they uh, they they'd have to uh, they they can't bring they can't bring Pep back as offensive coordinator. Um, they probably have to demote him back to to you know QB coach or unless he finds an offensive court you know unless he finds another job somewhere else as a QB coach I don't think he'll be a, a head, uh not a head coach I don't think he'll be an offensive coordinator again but um I think if if you take Bryce I think you I think if you take I think if they fire Lovey before the draft which I guess you would have to, right? I think that's a good indication of – I think that's a solid indication that probably going to take Bryce. Because mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't see how you could feel comfortable investing that much into a quarterback, especially if you're Nick. Your job is going to be on the line if you, if, if you don't see this through the right way. This is probably the most crucial decisions for him as far as his job, I think. Um, unless he just right. has, unless he just has super job security, but um, yeah, you got to find a way to to get you know the right coach to put Bryce in the best to uh, position to succeed. And Lovey Smith will is, is not that at all. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think that's why that what you said. I think that's the exact reason why he won't be back. I think the players. I've already kind of given up on him, like you mentioned. But I do believe that if you take Bryce Young, you better have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. And you know what? As bad as they've been these last few years, they have to take Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Even they have to because they have no face of the franchise. They have nothing to get people bought in. People did buy in this year. They hoodwinked. Yeah. I know I <laughs> thought they was going to be good. I know I said Davis Mills was going to be good. I bought in. I'm not buying in again. 
if they put out the same product with the same coach, they're going to have, have to. And I hate it. I, I like Lovey as a person, but I think as a coach, I think his time or are, are past him. Yeah. And he, he, he hasn't had it in a long time. He was bad at Tampa Bay. He was yeah. bad at Illinois. Like, you know. so I think uh, the Texans got to get it right. This next hour, I think Nick Casero, if he doesn't get it right, he's gone. Three coaches or, yeah, four coaches in four years or whatever <laughs> it is, it's it's not good. And they have to get it right. And we'll talk about, like, candidates and stuff, you know, later on in the episode. But I just wanted to talk about that. I guess the positive that we can take from the Texans lately is that number one pick is secured, locked down. It's not going nowhere. The number one pick will be Houston's because they're not winning another game, Walker. I'd be shocked. <laughs> you don't I'd think be so? Shocked. I would be shocked. I feel like if they win, it's in spite of the coaches. It's in spite. Yeah. I would be shocked. This this game right here is, is one I could see them really stealing just because of the 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 crowd, I feel, was, is going to be electric. Um I think the emotion, um, the pride of, you know, playing against Deshaun Watson for the first time, his first game back in Houston. I think the staff is going to push, you know, <laughs> even though they've been horrible, like they're going to try, you know, whatever they can to. I, I could see Lovey actually like going away from the conservative stuff to try to get this win. You know what I mean? I feel like it's going to be pushed hard by Cal. Um, you need to try to do whatever you can. You know what I'm saying? And it's the NFL. Like, they're bad, but you can still get a win in the NFL. And um, Cleveland, if I, I think if Cleveland goes away from Nick Chubb and, and, and Kareem Hunt and try to make this like a let's get Deshaun, you know, some revenge, you know, whatever, like make this about Deshaun and him trying to pass the ball a lot. I think it'll be the biggest mistake they could make. Um, I don't think that would be smart for them to do that. Um, but if they just go in there, like looking to get a win and not buying into the storylines and let's just run this ball and um, play good enough D because they Texans can't do anything office and get out of here with a win, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, they give yeah. us some turnovers and you know some good field position. That's when that's when I I can see us stealing it. But um, I I won't be shocked if some type of magic happens versus the Browns. Ah uh, man, if 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 they win that game and don't win another for the next two years, I'd be okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> that's the game that you gotta win, and if they don't win. They got to play their motherfucking hearts out for the city because this is, like you said, it's going to be rocking, man. Mm-hmm. I think the players are going to feed off of it, like you said. It's going to be interesting. And Watson hasn't played. He hasn't played games. in two years. Two years. That cannot be overstated. Like, And when he does come back this weekend, he's going to miss some – he's going – the timing, he's gonna be the a little, Yeah, He's going to be a little rusty, bro. He, so we got to capitalize that. But like you said, if they stick with Chubb and Hunt, 
he'll get in the rhythm, you know, the play yeah. actions, the rollouts, mm-hmm. the different stuff. He'll it'll be an easy day for him. But yeah. He uh one thing I will say, because I was talking to I was talking to somebody about this earlier. Um this guy was like, Yeah, Deshaun gonna come here and he about to throw for four hundred yards and four touchdowns on us. So I'm like highly unlikely. Like yeah, I was like, I I I honestly expected to be more like one touchdown, one interception, to be honest. Like yeah. the Texans haven't given up they haven't given up more than two touchdown passes to anybody, unless he meant maybe running two. But I'm, I'm assuming if you say 400 yards, uh, you're you're talking about passing. I don't know, yeah. but uh, Texans haven't given up three touchdown passes to anybody this year. Um, I think two only threw one against us. I think Justin Herbert threw two. I think Hurts only threw one. Like Texans are very bad on defense, but when they get in the red zone, they're not really getting scored on for real, for real. Mm. Unless you just got it. And that's what I'm saying. The Browns got to gotta just not buy into this because if you got a good running game, like you're going to score in the red zone on us. But if you don't, like it's going to be hard for you to score. Like they yeah. don't really give up touchdown passes in the red zone. Um, most of the times they're giving up three. So, um, I don't expect Watson to have this just come back and tear the Texans up game. Um, yeah. I think that would be very dumb on the coaching staff of the Browns if they if they try to force that. Because you don't you don't have to do anything but versus the Texans special, bro. You literally <laughs> can run the ball. Like look at the Tennessee game; they beat us with Malik Willis. I think he threw for what forty yards or something like that. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> like, they beat us with Malik Willis just running the ball. I mean, with Derrick Henry just running the ball literally every play, and we just couldn't stop it. So, um, yeah, I think this is – I'm not going to say we're going to win it, but I think this is one of them ones you, you, you can steal just because of the atmosphere, the underdog. It's still NFL players. Like, we're, they're still NFL players, so. Um, I'm 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 gonna be definitely tuned. I think we all gonna be tuned into that yeah. one, bro. Yeah, I think if it's a game that you can go to, that's the one. I tried to get tickets. I ain't gonna lie to you, Walker. I think I even told you I was gonna try and get you a ticket. Yeah. Man, I that's think this is the game. Be, yeah, this is the game that everybody want to go to. This one in Kansas City. They told mm. me so. I'm like, fuck. But yeah, it's it's gonna be rocking. And that's another thing. We were talking about the Texans pick. We got Cleveland's pick. And if they start winning, they won this last week. At one <sighs> point, a week ago, it was the top 10 pick. Now we're looking like it's 11th or 10th right now. It's still 10th right now, yeah. If they beat us, then that's going to change. Like, yeah. We want them to keep losing. Like, please, yep. Lord Jesus, we need that pick to be high. It was for them when we traded our pick to get Watson. Come on now, we traded y'all, Watson. Give us, bless us one time for the one time. Where's our Denzel Ward at? You know, <laughs> get lucky. Bro, but I've been uh, doing these mocks, man. Oh, I, it's addictive. I, I want that. I want Jordan Addison, bro. That's why I kind of be. That's why I kind of been happy, like where it's at, because I feel like if it's too high, they they're not gonna try to like. Man, Nick Casario probably trade down. 
But I feel like they're not going to just reach for a receiver unless Addison runs like a 4-3-5 or something, which I doubt he will. But um, I was watching his, his tape last night. He's just – he's very like – trying to think he's like very shades of Devontae Smith mm. um but I feel like he's a better route runner than Devontae Smith um I don't think he's a better receiver than Devontae Smith coming out but um I think he's I think he's super electric and super like silky smooth in his routes um great catcher uh a really good route runner I think he has I think he has like speed but i think he's even faster than he looks when he's running so i've been i've been checking him out a lot bro like that'll be a, that'll be a, we got i think we just got to get a weapon too if it's quentin johnston too like i like smith and jigba still like i think that's that's just that's kind of how it was at the beginning of the season because i figured we were gonna suck <laughs> I, I i regardless i thought mills would play better but i was like we need to get a receiver this draft no matter what so yeah, um, no matter what, it's gonna be interesting. You know, I, it's, I feel like if that pick gets higher with Cleveland, we're gonna miss out on all the defenders, and we need an edge rusher, and we need a tackle, defensive tackle, bad. So I feel like the higher Cleveland's pick goes up, it's we're gonna end up having to take a playmaker, because that might all be what's left, or a corner, or. And I'd be fine with a corner, but I feel like this draft, it's it's going to be one, two quarterback maybe, or it's going to be quarterback number one and probably all defensive players, Stroud. and It's going to be a wild draft. It's really – but it does seem like it's defensive top heavy. Like the best defenders are going to be in the top 15 or top 20. So you better get them while you can. So I, I want to see. Uh, they trade up. You would. I'd be shocked if they trade up. That's the last thing I could see them doing. I feel like Nick Casario is would more than be happy to trade down. Like that's his mm-hmm. thing. Um, that's why I say I think if it's like if Cleveland, I don't see. I mean, Cleveland ain't gonna get no top six pick at this point. I think they might be a little bit too, too far. Um. But I can see them definitely if they do end up like seven, eight, nine, maybe trading down a couple spots. But I, I, oh, only way I can see maybe somebody wants like if Will Levis is still there around seven, eight, nine, and he's going up the draft boards, then you might be mm. in some in the money. Um, but yeah, bro, I think if we stay around 10, 11, 12, 13, hopefully it's no lower than wasn't it 13 last year? Hopefully it's no lower than that. Yeah. We stay around that area, man. I just want, like you said, either I want either receiver right there, or uh, like you you was telling me about my boy Tyree Wilson from from Tampa, man. Come on, I want to see I want to see how he performs at the uh, combine. Yeah, and he's gonna be at the Senior Bowl. He's gonna be at the Senior Bowl, so that's gonna be a big test. It's always you know the best seniors in college football tend to usually participate in that. So that'll be interesting, especially during the week, the O-line versus D-line drills and stuff. Um, but I, I'm big on him. You know, I like those like six foot six, six five. Yeah, um, I like linemen. I like him better than uh, than Miles Murphy for sure. Um, mm, he had yeah. a little bit better bend around the edge to be that big. 
Um, Miles Murphy is very like boorish, heavy. Uh, uh, I don't know who plays like that, but he'd be good like in that wide nine defense where he can just come from the edge and just kind of like use his speed to boorish you. Um, but I like Tyree Wilson better than than Miles Murphy. I'm not, I'm not too big on Miles Murphy. Yeah, and I've been seeing him mock to us in a couple of mocks lately. For real, the Miles Murphy. Yeah, I ain't ain't too fond of it myself. If I if we get a defensive player in the first round from Clemson, I want it to be Brees, the D tackle, or uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad with Simpson if if our pick ends up being a later pick. He's he's a special linebacker. Him and uh, Christian Harris, that would be probably the most athletic. That'd probably be our best linebacker duo we've ever had. Hmm. At least athletically, maybe. Yeah. At least athletic. D'Amico and Cushing had a good run. Oh yeah. I they actually, if the, if it was freaking uh, early two thousands, bro, M- McKinney and Cunningham would have been monsters. Yeah. Because they was tackling run, run, def- run defense machines, bro. They just got exposed in the open field. Yeah. We we could definitely use them now, boy. Shoot, <laughs> oh can't my we? Gosh. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's. I mean, that's pretty much what I feel like it's gonna be for the Texans when we do updates from now on. It's gonna be. Are we still at the first overall pick? How are we feeling about the potential, you know, uh, draft selections at where we're where we're you know, currently slotted. And then just like, I guess we're going to highlight certain players like Jalen Petrie's looked really good. He drops mm-hmm. a lot of interceptions, but at least he's always there. That man is always around the ball, man. He's going to be good. Laid out Tyreek Hill. Man, Tyreek Hill shouted him out on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even tagged him. It was all in yeah, good he's fun. He's a dog. He just, uh, he just misses too many tackles, but – I think that's just rookie stuff, man. That's just yeah. him being aggressive and trying to make plays. Get the right coach. Maybe hone it all in, you know? Mm-hmm. But I want to go ahead and get into the Rockets. Kind mm. of similar situation, but they're winning. They've already won more games than uh, the Texans already. <laughs> but that way more games and probably way more talent, to be honest. But. So the Rockets had back-to-back wins last week, or Friday and Saturday, that were big wins, I think, for the team. They did lose last night to Denver, and they played Denver tomorrow. But kind of just what are your thoughts on the Rockets, where they're at? And um, after we get into the back-to-back wins, I want to talk about that Hawks game particularly. <laughs> so you liking what you're seeing from them lately? Yeah, they they shown way more like uh just cohesiveness, I think, these past couple games. Um to be able to to even in Denver, they were they were giving Denver a good little run for their money until uh, you know, the youth just kinda showed itself. But I like how how Jalen has become more of a playmaker, um, getting his team involved a lot more, finding out P a lot more. Um, Jabari, in those two games we won, he had about what 19, 20 points each. Um, I think that's really the key. 
I think he's the key to unlocking this. You know, I'm a Jabari truther. Mm. Um, so it's on Silas to he to to figure this out. I don't think he will. I think mm. he's gonna be gone this year. But they've looked those like those like so those two game winning streaks. They beat Atlanta. And they beat uh, what else did they beat during that that winning streak? Um, 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 Thunder. <sighs> the Thunder, yeah. They beat the Hawks and the Thunder. Um, like yeah, they they were just playing with a lot of like energy and pace. Um, like especially, I feel like especially Jabari in that Thunder game, he just came out ready. Like you could tell he was running back a lot. Like he was trying to get, he was trying to push the pace up the court. Yesterday he he uh, hit a little step step up pull up three in Jokic's face. <laughs> Like that was a good run. I think that either gave them the lead or brought them in the back within one. Um, like I think he's the key, and and he's not like being given the the I think the attention he needs. But it's like Silas has all these young players, and he's he's still starting Eric Gordon for whatever reason. I I would never understand because Eric Gordon's never been a starter. Like he's always been like a six man type of guy. KJ is clearly that's another thing. KJ, we were winning when KJ was starting. Like I always been trying to tell people since last year, bro. KJ needs to start, bro. Like he should be the starter at small forward. Like that was another thing. KJ had twenty. I think he had twenty one versus the Hawks. Sorry, it was one of them guys. He had twenty one. Um, like we're just a different team with him because he's just a connector. Like he. He knows when to cut. He knows when to roll, set picks and rolls. He grabbing rebounds like he's easy bucket in transition. Um, he's spacing the floor. He's hitting his three. So he's just a smart like winning player. Offensive rating is always like up when he's in. So for whatever reason, he's still not starting. So it's like I, I kind of get why his dad wanted him traded because <laughs> yeah. he sees how dumb like Silas has been with this stuff. So. Um. Yeah, man. I I I definitely enjoyed those two wins, especially versus the Thunder. I mean, both really, because us losing to the Hawks, I wouldn't have been tripping. But after the tap on the head and the disrespect mm. and how they were out there, you know, trying to clown, and that's just sweet, sweet, sweet to see. Like y'all looked out, y'all went out there, looked like clowns, and y'all got beat by the worst team in the NBA. You know, so. Mm. It it was definitely it definitely exciting. I thought last last night they kind of still kept that that juice, um, but I don't know, man. I feel like it's 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 a coaching thing to me because yeah, Shingun was back, and I don't know why Eric Gore's still starting, but like Shingun was out there feeling it, and I feel like he doesn't let people cook like he needs to. You know what I mean? I think he wants, like I, I, I said this before. I think, I think he wants to go out. He's gonna go out. He wants to go out with his certain style. You know, I think he did. He desperately wants Bruno Fernando to start, mm. so he can try to run this. You know, have this lob threat out there. But I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I've definitely enjoyed these past few games, even versus. The, Denver, even though I, I will say, I think this was a one complaint I always have. He, uh, Silas is, I think they were down by like 16 in the fourth quarter, and he set his starters. 
with like five or six minutes left. And it's just like, why do you – and he's done this since last year, and it's just so annoying, bro. It's like we we aren't like the Spurs, bro. Like we don't need load management, you know. Mm-hmm. They need experience. They need to be able to maybe try to fight to see if they can get the, the lead back down in single digits or – you know what I mean? Like they, they're not even given that opportunity. Like teams come back from those deficits. Like that's not mm-hmm. something that's impossible. So it's, it's just frustrating. And uh, I think a lot of people were first. He just threw in a towel. Like, he does that a lot, especially last year. If, if I already knew if we were down by, like, 20, and it's the fourth quarter, like, the beginning of the fourth quarter, like, Jalen, KPJ, they're not going to play for the rest of the game. Mm-mm. So, um, I, I just don't like how he does that. Um, it's real, real just quitters mentality. So, I don't know, man. What, what are your thoughts on, on all this, though? No, I, I agree with a lot of it, like everything, really. Freaking, I'm I'm happy for the way they performed. And like you say, even against Denver, Jabari, you know, has brought a lot of energy. I really feel like Eric Gordon is the tank commander. I feel like him, Silas, Stone, and even Fertitta, they're all in on it. They're going to trade Eric Gordon to his prime or preferred destination, but he's going to make sure we lose and get a top lottery pick i just feel it it just it seems it see when you look at it that way it all makes sense because like you said when we're winning or when somebody's thriving when a player's in a groove they take them out when a player's hot they don't feed them it just it doesn't make sense for something that seems obvious and should be a simple decision or a simple thing to decide they don't do it it seems like they do the opposite of that they make their job harder so for me, I just feel like, oh, okay, y'all wanna y'all wanna have one more bad year. You want you wanna be in the lottery one more year. Okay, I'll take that. So I've kind of tempered my expectation, but it's freaking frustrating. I know and I hate it, but I, I don't feel like Silas is gonna be here next year. And maybe they're slipping them some money under the table. I do not know. But I don't see how that could be a good career move to be just a coach that tanked your whole time. You know, you got talent. You got these players who are hungry and want to win. Like, they're in every game, and they want it. You know, so it's – I'm kind of just, like, flaring my hands up. That's kind of just how I feel about it, you know. It's like, (laughs) it is what it is, you know. He's not going to change. Like you said, for whatever reason, he keeps starting Eric Gordon. Okay, that is what it is. Um, Shingun is one of our best playmakers. You hear Jokic last night say, hey, y'all should probably run through the offense through him a little bit more. That's that's not a good – that's not good, you know. So we just got to endure it one more season, Walker, and then I think we're going to flip this NBA on its freaking head. And if they let us get Victor Wimbabwe or however you say his name, good luck. And if you let us get Scoot Henderson, good luck. Y'all better give us the third overall pick. If y'all give us – the top two, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And they do not want that. They do not want the league to run through Houston. Mm-hmm. That's what would happen. But other than that, you mentioned Atlanta. Walker, that might have been one of my – that might have been one of my favorite – that might have been my top five favorite sports nights as a fan of your team. <laughs> they responded how you're supposed to respond. 
when have you seen a Houston team do that? Like, I can think maybe for the Texans, how they beat Buffalo or it's, it's, you don't have many games where you can point and be like, you know, like that was my favorite or man, they made me proud type shit. Those players, those young players made me proud to be a Rockets fan, even though they're, you know, a bottom five team this season. I was proud. What were your thoughts? And like you mentioned, kind of the disrespect got met how you should meet disrespect by the young Rockets. So what were your thoughts on that game versus the Hawks? Yeah, man, I think, like you said, that was definitely probably the funnest game to watch this year. Just uh, they were they were going back and forth with a man. I think they took the early lead, if I remember right, and then Hawks kind of came back and kind of started uh, just – they were just draining three. Jante Murray never hits threes, and he was just draining them. Um, so they were kind of, you know, coming back, and you're kind of like, okay, well, it's the Hawks. Like, they're one of the better teams in the East, so it is what it is. Um, but then, like, yeah, bro, that that head tap, man. I, I And I saw it, too. So he made a three over KPJ, and he did it to KPJ, which was like, all right, cool. Like, that's your boy. Like, ain't no harm in that, really. Like, it's, it is what it is. Like, you're not going to really trip if your boy does that to you. Um, but then, like, he uh, hit, hit Jabari in the face, and he did it to Jabari. And I was like, oh, this Nick, this man, yeah, he's tripping. So he takes, he goes back down. I guess they score again. And then, like, all of a sudden, I see, like, just a scrimmage, like a skirmish, however you say skirmish. And I'm like, what the heck is that about? And I guess it, like, you know, come to find out. Like, I thought it was just like a, I thought it was just like a, I don't even know. Actually, I don't know what it, I thought it was just like Trey Young and KPJ, and um, then they started saying it was Jabari and 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 Dejounte had gotten to it first, and then you know they were coming to his, his rescue type thing, like defending them, and uh, uh Jalen and Trey Young had got into it, and I'm just like, oh man, bro, like this is you know this is this is interesting, like I, you know they got the dog, like Jabari got that dog in them, bro. You're not gonna. You're not like he said, what do you say? He had to get some straightening, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna tolerate that disrespect. Like, we had to just get some straightening, bro. Jabari be talking, like, we he be like, talking, shit. he be talking, and we seen it on the bench with Jalen. Like, you're not just finna punk him, bro. That's why, I, that's that's why I, I love want him it. on this team, bro. Yeah, like, like you said, you need, we need that. We ain't really, I mean, now we had that with like PJ Tucker and and players of the past, but Trevor, you're star. but you're, star. yeah. Trevor Ariza, he would always be ready to throw some hands. But yeah, bro, like you need you need that. We haven't had we haven't had a Jabari since you know PJ and them left for sure. Yeah. Um, like Jalen, I think Jalen and KPJ, they 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 some dogs too. But Jabari is like he nineteen and he not really friendly with nobody for real. Like <laughs> he don't really have no homeboys. I feel like like yeah, he yeah. he gonna have. I think he gonna have some like with. I think he's cool with like Scoot Henderson, like Amen. But I mean, I'll never really just see him being like, yeah, you know, this is my twin. Any like anybody in NBA, right. like he, you know, what I'm saying he ain't just like super like buddy buddy with anybody like that. So uh, I, I love, I love that about him, bro. Like he, he ready to compete. He about business. Like he want to destroy you. Um, I, love, I love it. Yeah, and that's why I'm just like. They start. That's another thing I forgot. Like they incorporated him early in the offense, and they got him going early. And it's like, 
once he gets those touches, it's like you'll see kind of how he was at Auburn. Like he's getting those mid post touches, those mid range touches, and it's just it's just buttery smooth. Like mm. net don't even move sometimes when he's shooting it, you know. But he has to get that feel. He needs to feel the ball. He he doesn't have to always have to like have plays run for him to take a shot. But he needs to have plays where he can like get it in the post and feel the ball. Like you know, you're playing basketball, bro. You need to feel the ball just so you have a good feel of it. Like you catch the ball and you ain't play, you ain't touch the ball in five possessions and you gotta catch it and shoot it, like you're gonna be a little off. So like like you said, man, he got his he got his rhythm going. He got he said he got his legs under him finally, so he feels conditioned a little bit more. He feels a little bit more comfortable, like in the game, present in the game. So yeah, bro, that's that's one thing I was glad to see them do is is get him going a little bit earlier. And like I said, when he's scoring in those 19, 20, 20, I think he had 22. Um I think they're pretty they got a pretty good record. Because I know his first game where he scored, I think he scored 21 in one of those games. They were saying he won it. They were trying to say, uh, like, kind of say, like, whenever he scores a certain amount of points, they win. But they end up losing one of those games. But, like, when he gets involved like that, like, the Rockets have a really good chance of winning, I feel like. Yeah. he. Let me read his stat line. He had 21-9 and nine versus the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, OKC game was a little better. He had... He had 15 and 13. Okay, so he had a mm. double-double, but it was an efficient game. It must have been the game before he had 19 then. Let's see. First, the Warriors. He had 22 and 7. Yeah, in, in 22, yeah. 22 and 7. And then first, the Nuggets last night. He was shooting good, man. Like, his he shot really played is versus beautiful. the Nuggets last night. It was, yeah, just 17 minutes. But he scored nine. Scored mm. uh, that shot. Man, it's just so like you said, butter is smooth. That was the man when you said that, it fucking hit me in my soul. I was, <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Jalen too, though, because like when oh, Jalen yeah. made it, going off. Like, and he's he he's finally off for OKC. It's like he's finally harnessing his powers. You know, he's like, I am the strongest character in this universe. Let me fucking go off. Oh man, it was just it, it's it's getting. All right, if we're not going to win, we got to take something from this season. And they're getting better. They're showing improvement. But from the Hawks game, what I just was like, oh, let's go. You got to ride for your teammates, man. And I feel like this new era of NBA, it's like everybody's clicked up or everybody hangs out in the offseason. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sometimes like they don't really get heated, you know. But Jabari called out. Uh, what's his name? Murray. And, yeah, Murray. And then Green stepped up right with him, and was like, "All right, while he's handling Murray, I'm gonna handle Trey Young." Like, and it was just like, "Bro, like, I love that shit." Like, you gotta ride for your teammates because that sets a culture. That sets a, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go hard for you because you. I know you're going hard for me. Like, and that's that's just. I feel like, and I know. We've talked about Harden really since the inception of this show. But I just feel like that was the thing sometimes I didn't feel from Harden. And I feel like what Jabari brings and what these young guys are building, these are the good, these are the good traits that you 
you lay a foundation with, you know, and I just, I just love that shit. That shit gives me like a sports boner. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it gives me a sports yeah, heart on. Uh-huh. Nah, but, for real. Cause and then you think about like Tari Eason should be a, a, yeah. a more a- integral part of this. Like he's so impactful in just the minutes he plays. Um Garuba has been so yes. impactful. It's just like you could see like a team it's trying to form in there. They just need somebody to put them in the right positions to maximize them. Yes. I feel like they got the foundation. You got the foundational mm-hmm. pieces. I think so, bro. Like yeah. I said that when we when I said that before we were able to get that's why I wanted to I said if we got Jabari, I feel like we could we're gonna win a championship. Oh, it's now it has to all work out, but because yeah. I said that about Deshaun Watson too, and he ended up uh, being a freak. You ever, <laughs> you see how they <laughs> you see <laughs> you just said that so subtle. <laughs> yeah, man, because they I saw some post and it was it was like uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was like, what'd you choose, Deshaun over somebody? I forgot what it was, but people were like, "Give me oh, the Bryce freak." Young. Yeah, I don't Bryce think it was Bryce just... Young. I don't think I it was see Bryce that Young. One. Yeah. I don't think it was Bryce Young. I think it was like give uh, me the freak. It was something else. But yeah, it was like give me the freak. And it was spelled oh. with the with a four instead of a, a A. Oh my God. <laughs> it had a it was F R E four K. Yeah, bro. That's one thing you can't deny. Like he might not have he might not be like a sexual pre- like predator. Which I mean, that adds up for for you know your interpretation, but <laughs> there's for sure he's for sure a freak. He you can't he can't deny that. Like that he that he there's no denying that at all. Because if <laughs> even if that's all cons- like yeah, that, even if that's all consensual, like he's that's it's still that's still some he's still on some freak stuff, man. So you can't you, you can't deny that, man. Can't deny that at all. <laughs> Oh my god, but freaking Deshaun Watson, bro. That's so. Funny. I thought we were gonna win a Super Bowl with him. I did, but Jabari, Jabari, don't look like. Oh, I'm knocking on wood. Yeah, I'm knocking gonna... on wood. I'm knocking on wood. I knocked on it several times. Because now but... I don't know about these these Georgia boys, man. Like I'm just yeah. like, what's what's the deal? You know? Yeah, I don't feel like. Uh, I don't. Feel, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's why I'm, damn, he's from Georgia too. <laughs> shit. Yeah, bro. That's why I'm glad uh uh Bryce Young is from uh Cali, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Jalen. Jalen. Yeah, yeah that's bro. Funny. That's funny. But because we never would have thought. Never, never would have thought, thought in a million I was ready. years. <laughs> this man, this man came in out a with a years. book. <laughs> this man came out with a book how to live the right way. I bought it. <laughs> I was ready to name my first kid Deshaun, goddamn. Girl or boy. Oh, man. Never, never would have thought. Never could have saw that coming. You couldn't have written that in the movie. <sighs> only Houston. Gosh. I feel like only Houston because that would happen to a Houston franchise. <laughs> oh, God. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Sorry to all the women, but. Ugh. Yeah. But speaking of Jabari, <laughs> let's change this up. How do you feel like? I feel like there was a lot of Texans fans and we got a lot of overreacting. Texas or Rockets fans, my bad. A lot mm-hmm. of Rockets fans overreacting on Twitter 
when Jabari was struggling at first. And he's really come on these last few games, maybe not last night, but the last three before that. Um, just is he kind of becoming who you always thought he was or it was a, just a matter of time? Like you said, they just needed to give him opportunities. Yeah, I think they just needed to get him involved more. Um, like most of his games, even like he's just always kind of roaming around a three-point line. Even when he cuts, it's like it's not like it's it's kind of like why are you cutting? You know, they kind of look at him like, no, don't cut, like get out the way. Or like even if he posts up, like I see the people telling him get out the way. You know, so it, it's like if they're not gonna pass him the ball like that and kind of let him try to get himself going too, and then um you gotta manufacture those shots for him. Like, okay, this play is for Jabari, you know. So um I think it was it's it was that plus he just wasn't hitting shots either. Like he was getting shots, he just wasn't hitting them too. So it was a combination of that. Probably more so not hitting the shots more than anything. But like I said, yeah. if, if you're not feeling in rhythm. Like you gotta find a way to, to to get yourself in rhythm. So um it's about it's about what I expected. I mean he's he's kinda I, I he hasn't shown anything like uh I think he's been working a little bit on his handles, he's still not there. Um he lost the ball the other day trying to dribble behind his back. Um but I think he still has like more he can show as far as like in the mid post, um, getting shot. I think if we ever get some games where it's kind of just him getting the ball a lot, I think you'll see more. Like if it's some games where it's just him and Jalen, or just him and KPJ, or you know what I'm saying, just him and Shingoon, you'll see. You'll see more. I think I would hope you would see him get more touches and kind of more of what his game could be. I think he would kind of try to go more to his bag. And you see when he starts getting hot, like what was it? It was. Golden State or Atlanta game? I think it was Golden State. He kind of started getting hot, and he just he was just, like, letting it fly, and it was they were feeding him. Like, mm. he was getting in that zone. So, um, yeah, this is, it's about what I expected. Like, he's, he's giving us that effort on defense, rebounding effort. He pretty much won the game versus the Hawks with that putback. Yes, that was pretty much the game right there. On DeJounte um, Murray. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's that's his. I think that's what I've expected for him. I never expected him to be. I know some people were seeing him as like maybe he can be KD if he develops this handle. Um, I don't see him. He's not. He don't got the wiggle in his game like that. Um, I I see him more of like a Michael Porter Jr., Lamarcus Aldridge hybrid. You know, if he ever develops like a handle. I feel like it will be more like of a Kawhi Leonard handle. It's never mm-hmm. gonna be like a KD. It's gonna be a get to my spots with this, with this, you know, with this, with this dribble and and and, and uh, you know, put my shot up. Like, I don't think it's gonna be like a KD be freaking. He be crossing people up at six, at seven foot. So I think it'll be more like using his his strength. I think he's gonna he's gonna get way stronger. Like he's gonna he's gonna be. If he if he really puts like I think his dad was talking about trying to get him like Giannis, so he's gonna yeah he's gonna get way stronger and he got the work ethic, so I think it's gonna be more of him him using his handle and like finding combinations plus his strength 
to get where he wants to. And he gonna shoot over anybody. So like if he can get into like his, like the low post, he has like a little turnaround fade in the low post. Like once he gets stronger, that's gonna be very, very hard to stop without fouling him. So mm-hmm. he he's not he like the KD thing or I think even people try to say Giannis, like that's just crazy. I think you get him like a mix of Lamarcus Aldridge. Michael Porter Jr., but he can guard one through five. That's the thing. He plays defense, too. Like, he was out there on Curry. Garuba was out there on Curry, too. We don't talk about that enough, but he was he was, he was was out there handling his own. But he'd be out there switching on guards. Trey Young, he guarded Trey Young and made him put up some tough shots. So, um, I think he's he's kind of what I expected, bro. Like, I wasn't expecting him to, to be Paolo at all, like – at all. Like, I wasn't expecting that. I, I wanted him to be a compliment for KPJ and Jalen and Shingun for real. Yeah. That's what I thought. And I feel like he has been really – like, he really is the – he is what they needed. And I feel yeah. like at, at the That's beginning what, of the yeah. year, it seemed like they didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like they're starting to realize, like, oh, we need you. Like, hmm and I feel like he start that chemistry that I was worried about. I think maybe an episode or two ago, I was like, man, I don't know. Dude. Yeah, you were saying, yeah. I was like, it seemed like they don't fuck with him or something. It seemed like he's got his teammates' respect now, and his shots are falling, like you said. He mentioned that his legs are under him now. It just seems like it's all coming together. Whenever Silas wants to quit sticking around with the rotation and put the right starting five together, I think these guys could could rack off, yeah. rack mm-hmm. off some like they did last year, where they went on twelve winning streak, twelve game winning streak, something like that. I think it was seven. Okay, yeah, twelve yeah, seven was a like lot seven. better. Yeah. It was a prize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was. I mean, I I was talking with a six ten um, Adam Spillane, mm. and he's a Rockets insider. Covers yep. all like Houston sports, and he was saying he was like, I don't think they win more than twenty five games. And he, I don't, I don't, I think they, I think they're going to pull it off. I think they will either win twenty five or more. I think they're going to win more games than they have been. These they last were giving years. Denver a run for their money. They were. I would not be surprised if like, they win this game tomorrow. If it's at home, like maybe. I don't I know, know if it's Denver oh. again in Denver. Damn altitude. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. I, I think, I think like we were talking about the Texans, there ain't really much to update on. You know, they're, <laughs> they're going to keep losing. Yeah, it's, it's just really about the draft picks. I they think got a lot this, more games too. I feel like, and they do. It's what only week eleven. <laughs> week, it's not. Yeah, they got it's not good. still got to play the Cowboys, the Browns, Chiefs, the Jags, Colts, Titans twice. I mean, one more time. Yeah. All their division and then Chiefs, good. you said Bucks. Um, I think no, 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 no. no. I don't know. I think they play another NFC team. Maybe I guess the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, Cowboys. That's... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, so. it's not. Uh, so I feel like we're really going to be updating. You know, weekly it's hard to watch, on the Rockets. Bro. Yeah, it's, it's just hard, hard to watch. To watch. I stopped watching. It's embarrassing. Yeah, you stopped watching for real. You Red say you'd be baby. watching Red Zone. <laughs> I was like, dang, that's how you know it's bad. You don't even want to you don't even watch them. No. Like, you don't even want to sit through it. You just watch Red Zone. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's just not 
good football. If you want to watch football, if you want to spend your Sunday yeah. watching football, you want to watch a good product, exciting product. The Texans are not an exciting, fun, good team right now. It's just it's depressing. It's depressing. And I feel like <laughs> I needed a good weekend of some exciting, good sports. I did not need anything to bring me down. And I was not going to let the Texans do it. God dog it. Yeah, but, but Walker, we kind of mentioned it earlier with Lovey Smith. Maybe is he going to make it? Is he on the hot seat? Why don't we do a top five? Because it looks like the writing's on the wall. <laughs> Why don't we get ahead of it? Shout out to Texans Thoughts. He posed the question today on Twitter. Kind of got my juices flowing thinking about it. But top five future Texans head coach candidates. I mean, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it just feels like this is what's coming. So we might as well get ahead of it while we can. Top five future Texans head coaching candidates. Do you want to go first or I I can go first? Whatever you uh, want. Let me see. I, I, I got I got my, my, my ideas in my head. I mean, I might be able to go right now. And I feel like we have some in similar names. Yeah. So let me see. With what number five? Number five. I'll probably go. I'm trying to think of my top. Uh, number five. I'm gonna go. Um, what's his name? I'm over here blanking. Oh, John. I'll go Jonathan Gannon. Um, I think he, he he's he was a candidate they interviewed last year. Seems like a very bright guy. I think he's probably yeah a good leader of men. Um, you know he's on a winning culture right now. He's you know he's getting to see like how to win and, and kind of be around Nick Casario. I say Nick Casario, Nick Sirianni, um, or Sirianni, however you say his name, and kind of just uh, uh, know what it takes and kind of how you know what you need to do to to win. And plus they are. I think he went to. I want to say he went to Nick Casario's college. I'm not mistaken. Maybe that's somebody else. I don't know if he if he did or not, but I feel like, I feel like he might have. And then uh, four, I got. Let me see. Oh yeah, four. I got Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey, um, I believe he's with the Bills right now, right? I think he hmm. took over for uh, Brian Dayball. I think I'm just picking him just off of like nostalgia of like <laughs> the mm. Miami Hurricanes. If I'm being honest, uh, mm. I was a big like before I became a Texas fan. Like before I really started watching college football. Like when I first, first, first started, just like being a casual uh, college football watcher, the the Miami Hurricanes was it. So um, I was a big Ken Dorsey fan. They were like 35, 34 game winning streak at one point. Mm. Um, like yeah, that that was they were they were lit. So, um, I always been a fan of Ken Dorsey. Um, I I really think quarterbacks, um, they make a great like head coach for some reason. Just the offensive mind coaches that I've been really kind of focused on. On if I'm being honest, um, and uh, Ken Dorsey is at, at at Buffalo. Um, I hope he's at Buffalo. I might be misspeaking. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe I I want to say he took over for for Dayball, um, or maybe I'm tripping because I got another guy 
three, right? Am I at three? I think yeah, I Josh wanted to Bannon, put Ken Dorsey. Yeah. I wanted to put freaking that's why I forgot. Ben Johnson for the Detroit Lions. Keep hearing his name. I think he's offensive coordinator for them. I think he came from Sean McVay. Um, but Ben Johnson for the for the for the Lions has been a name I keep hearing. But uh at three, Mike Kafka. Have you heard this name? I wasn't he a quarterback? I feel like he was at Northwestern or something. Okay, wasn't there a Kafka at Miami? University of probably- Miami? Yeah, I thought there was a Kafka whose mom was the crackhead on Friday. You remember that guy? He yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. His name might not have been Kafka, but it seemed feels like it was close. I can't think of his name. I know what you're talking about. I don't think that's him. Hmm. Um, this is the guy with Kansas City? He is with I, the Chiefs, I think, right? Is he? Kafka, I think that's the their offensive coordinator or who they wanted to promote over Eric Bieniemy. Oh yeah, because I read something about Bieniemy and Kafka, but I didn't know if Kafka had left. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, l- listen, guys, I'm gonna be real with you. I I haven't done super research on <laughs> on head coaching candidates. Like it's more hey. so just kind of like my already knowledge of of what I've already known, but. Um, that's the name I've been hearing. I just, you know, yeah, I've heard he worked with Pat Mahomes, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, if he's with, if he's with Andy Reid, like Andy Reid's assistants have been solid, right? They've been pretty solid. Yeah, hardball. Matt, Matt Nagy wasn't good. Matt Nagy wasn't good. Uh, Peterson, Peterson was good. Yeah, Doug Peterson was really good. Um, yeah, like you said, hardball. Uh, but yeah, I think you know. Just a name. Just probably probably wouldn't hire him, but I definitely would interview him. Yeah. <laughs> definitely interview him. And then uh I'm still man, I feel like we talked about this before. Maybe I talked about it to you, but I'm still uh I'm still like intrigued by Joe Brady. So I got him at two. Mm. But he really might be one for me because I really, really want an offensive guy, bro. Like I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like offensive coaches have been very successful. Maybe it's a trend, and maybe that's why I'm stuck in this. But Joe Brady, I, I don't know, man. I might have to, I, maybe I'm just gonna die on this hill, but I believe in him for some reason, bro. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what it is about him, bro. He, I thought he was the boy genius. Now it's looking like Mike McDaniel's is that, but uh, he's still very young. He's getting more experience. I want to say he might be in Buffalo right now too, right? Or maybe Minnesota. Here he's we go. Buffalo. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where these people are at. Um, yeah. He's, a... <laughs> he's nice. Yeah, but yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe Brady, man. Um, he got opportunity in Carolina. Did not work out. Um, sadly, but. Um. I think I think he still has like the the leadership qualities and kind of the the um the same of like what's what's the word I'm looking for like uh the same like uh cultural like ideologies as like Nick Casario. 
Mm. Like, remember, I, I don't know if you sent it to me, freaking Landry Locker was big on this, but, like, he kind of listened to, like, a Joe Brady interview and kind of what Nick Casario would say, too, and kind of they were basically saying the exact same thing about, like, building brick by brick, like, every day just getting a little bit better, every day just trying to be better, like, every day just building. Literally, they had both said the same thing. So I feel like they're – I feel like they're very, like – connected i think nick i think nick thinks pretty highly of him um and like we said back then if you hired him back then instead of cully like he would have been in uh he would have been screwed bro i feel like right i feel like he would have been screwed um setting him up for failure for real so um i don't know why man i'm a believer in him i'm a believer in the joe brady coaching and i'm a i would die on that hill and then the one number one, I think he's probably the hottest. I feel like he's probably the hottest coaching candidate, or maybe it's just a local thing. But I feel like he has to be one of the highest coaches. I feel like he was a, he was one of the top ones last year. That's D'Amico Ryan's. Um, I think I saw a stat the last three games that they've played. Um, I don't think he's allowed a point in the second half. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Like he's making those type of adjustments. Um, Texans former player, um, a leader of men, middle mm-hmm. linebacker. Uh, defense has been proven, I think, to kind of be one of the better defenses of the past decade, like that scheme. Um, getting pressure. Now, that's a, this is an interesting thing how we're talking about with, with Lovey Smith if they take if they hired D'Amico Ryan's before the draft you really Jalen Carter is somebody who could really be somebody who he he needs for sure um mm-hmm. to kind of make that defense go. Um but yeah I think D'Amico Ryan's just brings in a almost like a Robert Sala. And then he's from the 49ers. He's from the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, which probably is the best coaching tree so far. Um, Kyle Shanahan is such a great coach, such a brilliant mind. Um, you look at Mike McDaniel, you look at uh, LaFleur, Sala. Like, uh, just they they've been very successful everywhere they've gone so far. So I think he, he would be the perfect – like just from a PR perspective, from a fan perspective, from a qualification perspective, um, the perfect candidate. And even if I'm thinking about it, like he probably would want to kind of run the same stuff they run in San Francisco on offense and defense, right? So I think even that would be a, a offense that's friend. Like look at Tua right now, you know. So I think that would be an offensive friendly to 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 Bryce Young. Um a lot of motion, a lot of, you know, bit big on the running game with Damian Pierce. Um so yeah, more I talk about it, yeah, he he for sure deserves to be one. But I'm still gonna die on that Joe Brady Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we have a lot of the same names and I I think our one and two is the exact same. So I'll just tell really? you my Five through three. I'll tell you my five through three. Uh, so, man, it was kind of like you. Like, I know names, but yeah. I don't really know. So it's like, 
man, I just put at number five, I put anyone from the Shanahan tree. Yeah. I don't know who, besides <laughs> D'Amico, I don't know who is up for a coaching position on that staff, but damn it, they've all been successful, so bring them on. Yeah. Number four, I put Jonathan Gannon. I think he might have interviewed this past offseason. Yeah, he, yeah, that's what I was saying. He interviewed so, with us. So maybe they feel comfortable going with him. If he's still the defensive coordinator in Philly, they got a good thing going right now. Like you said, for uh, Nick's, however you say his name. And um, Sirianni. Maybe, maybe, you know, if Gannon comes here, maybe a Hargraves follows him. Or maybe a uh, uh, that other corner they have besides uh, Darius. Bradbury. Bradbury, there we go. Maybe he follows and he's opposite of Stingley. Um, it's just that's the kind of things you think of. So that's my number and four. I, I really feel like he it was either it was either Gannon or uh Kevin O'Connor who went to John Carroll. I really feel like one of, I know one of them went to to Casario's college for sure. I feel, I feel like, like it's Gannon. It's Gannon because O'Connell played quarterback at San Diego State. Mm, okay. He was drafted by the Patriots. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think they're like the Aztecs or something. Mm-hmm. Is their mascot. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, that's probably is Gannon, yeah. So then, yeah, that's a interesting kind of like nugget. To maybe he do come this way. Uh, so that's my number four. Number three. I feel like this guy has been linked to the Texans every offseason since they fired Bill O'Brien. And at <laughs> this point, I'm like, if he's your guy, if he's who you want to be the head coach, oh, yeah. fuck it, go with it. Like, fuck it. Like, who gives a fuck what anybody says? But that's Josh McCown. Yep. If if that's who they think is the next great thing and they're going to hitch their careers to this man, then do it. If you think he's worth it, then go for it. We just want the best Effort, candidate. Yeah. We want the best candidate. And if y'all think he is the best candidate, fuck the optics. Fuck what people say. It's going <laughs> to look bad no matter what. Yeah, it's going to look bad regardless. Like No yeah. matter what, you know? So go for it if that's who you want. Yeah. And then, and then number two, Joe Brady. Like you said, I think that's who they were going to go with before Watson decided he didn't want to play for this franchise anymore. I think Joe Brady was almost guaranteed. I feel like he was ready to sign on the dotted line mm-hmm. until that report <laughs> came out. And I feel like I feel like Watson Camp, they've been kind of, you know, uh, strategic when they release stuff. I feel like Joe Brady was getting talked about, and that's when Watson's team was like, no, we cannot let this guy, like, I remember uh, Quincy Avery talking about it, tweeting about it, like, that guy's just not qualified. Like, mm. that would be a mis- – I just remember his tweet about it. And uh, if, if I'm fine with it. Let him decide what quarterback he wants in the draft. He's got the first pick. If he's got better chemistry with C.J. Stroud, I'm not second-guessing it. I want Bryce Young. I think that's the person to lead this franchise out this dark hole that we're in. But I trust Joe Brady. So if that's who they go with, whatever Joe Brady wants, God damn it, give him what he wants. And then number one, D'Amico Ryans. I think you can't write a better story. He played at Alabama, drafted in the second round in 2006, was a big integral part of the Texans finally turning it around, was on one of their first playoff teams, 
you know. Um, he was a captain, a leader. When they traded him, I was hurt. They just kept having Achilles problems. And uh, it just He sued wasn't. them for that, remember? <laughs> and he's still suing them currently. So that's the one holdup where he might not become a candidate for him. Uh, Unless he drops that, I don't think. He's he still would, suing? That's, that's not like over with? I think it's still in the process. I'm pretty oh, sure geez. maybe Mark Vandermeer said that on air or maybe off air. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure he's still – that legal process is still ongoing. So I want them. You want them. Really they really be in the courts, bro. Them, them billionaires will tie you up in court. Because I feel like he do. sued them a long time ago. A long time ago. And when it was – the field or something. I, yeah, it was because the field. He that field yeah. turf was getting people hurt. Same thing with why the Jets and Giants are about to. They're about to get rid of their stuff and put, yeah. I think put like real grass in there. Yeah, so I really like you said, Casario and Brady kind of sounding alike. I could see it being Brady, and I'm okay with that if that's the way they go. But I would love to meet Go. I feel like it's just perfect. You got Andre back in the organization, being a key voice. There's a chance Nick Casario's let go. You know, that's a real possibility. It's been that bad. It's been that bad. He completed the the Watson trade. I think he was the only GM that could do it at the time. That's who we needed to make that deal go through. But if they decide that he's not the guy anymore, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Jack Easterby's gone. Andre Johnson, I feel like, has Cal's ear. And I, I'm comfortable going into this offseason if they fired a coach if nick has to choose the next head coach i feel like andre johnson will have a big part of that i could see it being D'Amico if he drops that legal situation but if it is D'Amico, one name i think i told you about clint kubiak is the offensive coordinator in denver mm. i could see them firing that head coach because it's been so bad with russell wilson they need to figure it out. Clint Kubiak could be a casualty in that. Gary, you know, has a history with us. D'Amico Rhines is the head coach leading the defense, include Clint Kubiak leading the offense with a young franchise QB. That just that gets my heart on, my sports <laughs> heart on. So I would be really excited. If if it is Joe Brady, I'd be curious to see who he would bring in as his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I would be real intrigued by that. Um, but, yeah, that's my top five. I think your one and my one are the same. One and two is the same. So, I think those are the guys we're going to ride with if uh, if the Texans are indeed looking for another coach this offseason. That's interesting, well, yeah. It's, Clint uh, Kubiak. Clint Kubiak. Remember that name, man. And then also, I didn't even mention, but I think I texted it to you or I tweeted it maybe. D'Amico Ryans played at Alabama. If they hired D'Amico Ryans. You think he's going to draft C.J. Stroud from Ohio State? No, he's going to draft Bryce Young from the Alabama University or the University of Alabama. <laughs> you say. But uh, so that's just another tidbit. Two Alabama guys riding into battle. That's a Disney, That's an Alabama Disney story, Walker. Can't write Man. it no better. Bro, oh, you you said that Kubiak, and you had me thinking about freaking. Kyle Shanahan had us freaking OC. He was the OC of like one of our best offenses. Yeah, and they didn't they they didn't hire him as a head coach. Like, 
Oh, bro. He was talking. I remember listening, watching the podcast of him, and he was saying how he wanted. Uh, he told us he told Texans like personnel to draft Brandon Marshall. Oh my mm. gosh, bro! He said he said uh, he told he told it like to Texans personnel like, hey, we need to draft this guy. He was still available. I don't know if it was say. I think it was second round pick or something. He was like, you got to draft him, bro. Like. This kid is a monster. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna be the next Terrell Owens. I think he told him, and uh, obviously they didn't do it. So he called his dad in uh, Denver. He was like, "Y'all need to draft this kid." Like, f like f them. They didn't want to listen to me, so I'm telling y'all, y'all need to draft him. And obviously, <laughs> obviously he got drafted to Denver. Yeah, he told that story. And Can like you Brandon, imagine? Brandon Marshall's like, y'all have to tell, like, Brandon Marshall's like, I have to tell the story. You, you're the reason, like, I got drafted to Denver. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is a cool guy, bro. Like, his favorite rapper is Lil Wayne. But, yeah, could you imagine? Andre Prime, Brandon? Andre Johnson with Brandon Marshall? Shanahan's a, Shanahan's a genius, bro. Mm. <laughs> oh Boy, we would have already been at one parade by now. We would already have one goddamn parade. Oh my god! It's crazy how much that offense, like that Kubiak Shanahan zone scheme, is like so like predominant in the NFL still to this day. Like so many teams use that offense. Like so many. It's like from the Kyle Shanahan, like the Shanahan tree, whether his him or his dad. It's just crazy. The motion in the deep. Post like the deep the Andre Johnson at deep end route on play actions always open, always counting that Matt Schaub like play action and hitting uh Johnson over the middle for like a fifteen yard yeah in route. It just it goes to show you Walker that coaching makes the difference. Coaching makes the god dog difference. It's a uh, it's going to be an interesting off season for the Texans. And I do – the times are bad right now, but I do feel like that dark cloud is eventually mm-hmm. going to go oh, away. Yeah. You know, so – but with that, Walker, uh, that is episode 67. I don't know if you got anything you want to share with the people before we get out of here. But uh, episode 67, mm-hmm. man. Well, then let's end it on that. Uh, Texans – Still got the first overall pick. Rockets looking like they're coming together. And we gave you the top five head coaching candidates for the Texans if they fire Lovey Smith. So we shall see what happens with that. But we are the Beltway Boys, and we are out of here. Stack again, do that all the time